beautiful friends. Welcome to the Arise to Life podcast, where we share real and raw conversations about our sometimes crazy, but always beautiful kind of lives. I'm Madison. Hey, it's Jill. It's me, Sarah. And hey, it's Ashlyn. And we are so excited that you're joining us today. Our desire is to encourage every girl in every season to arise to the abundant life that is waiting for her. Whether you're wrestling your toddlers or having a cup of coffee, we're here to come alongside of you and share the ups and downs of our faith, friendship, and everything in between. Welcome to episode 10, everyone. So today we're going to do an icebreaker as we open. You guys ready? Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) All right. What is your idea of a perfect date night? All right, I'll go first. Um, my perfect date night. Um, honestly, mine and Dylan's first date was pretty perfect. Imagine that, right? So, um, (laughs) we went to the batting cages and I just love doing stuff like that. Whether it's going to the gym and playing one-on-one basketball or batting cages or, um, just anything kind of that has to do with sports or outdoors, um, to me is like a perfect date night. I don't really want to follow that one. No. <laughs> She's like, oh, let's go work out for our date night. No, I do not want to go to that kind of gym, like a basketball playing gym or something. Yeah, well, you mine know. centers all around food. Food's good. good. So I love when we can find a really fun recipe, and then Adam and I cook dinner together, and then we eat it at home. Imagine that. Oh, Introvert dude. Jill <laughs> wants to stay home for her date night. Yeah. Sounds like a lot of work. Are your kids there? Are no, I mean, this? yeah, but in their rooms or it's something. It's on a date night, though. Oh, your kids no, are yeah. there. But in the mess. Just, yeah, but he cleans it up. Oh, he does the dishes. That sounds better. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, oh. and he gets to, like, chop the onions and do the hard jobs. Oh. And so real- what do you do when you're on the date night? The rest of the cooking. Eat the food. Oh, yeah. yeah. And eat the food. <laughs> yeah. yeah. The fun part. Yeah. Maybe he could do laundry and stuff, too. Yeah. That would be great. Yeah. I mean, yeah. Adam, are you listening? Perfect date night. Sounds good. Husband does dishes and laundry. Yeah. 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 My favorite date night is something we haven't done in a while, but we used to go, like, we would go kayaking or do stuff outdoors, and then we would have, like, a picnic in the truck bed under the stars and look at the stars. Whoa. Is this real? Like, <laughs> this is really real. Did that? Yeah, we did a few times. Oh. Yeah. It was amazing. So, oh, wow. it was fun. I mean, Michael's pretty amazing, too. Okay, what's your date night day? Um, we, I like to drive. <laughs> like, I like to go back road. I know this sounds miserable, but I like to go back roading and just drive. This is drive. supposed to be with your spouse, not <laughs> with <laughs> your spouse. <laughs> and just talk. Like, you don't get that much. We have small children, so when you get time alone, like, just to drive and talk. I'm a driver. I like to drive. Yeah, you do. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And I used to deliver mail, and I would joke around all the time, let's go on one of our mail routes, and he's like, No. <laughs> Yeah, like, it sounds, sounds awesome, doesn't it? Yeah. Yeah, so on our last episode, we kind of ended with uh, where we're talking about run to win. And I just felt like as we left that, that there was a lot more that I wanted to touch on from that verse. So I'm going to read these verses again, and we're going to kind of dive into that specific run to win phrase. And that's kind of what we're going to um, lead into today. So 
Do you not know that in a race all the runners run, but only one gets the prize? Run in such a way as to get the prize. Everyone who competes in the games goes into strict training. They do it to get a crown that will not last, but we do it to get a crown that will last forever. Therefore, I do not run like someone running aimlessly. I do not fight like a boxer beating the air. No, I strike a blow to my body and make it my slave so that after I have preached to others, I myself will not be disqualified for the prize. And that's 1 Corinthians 9, 24 to 27. Listening to that Craig Rochelle series that we talked a lot about last time, he says that we don't try to love or try to trust or try to forgive. We train to do those things. And so I think when we're thinking of running to win, we have to train in that. We don't just show up and start running. We train for our race. Yeah, and he, like, I immediately, when I listened to this sermon, I listened to it several times over the past week or two, but I, I just thought about, like, a Tough mutter or a National Basketball Championship. So those two things are, like, really big events, right? And they take a lot of preparation. And so if we were just to get up right now, the four of us, and be like, let's go try it. Let's go try a Tough mutter. Let's go try to play against the other team that's in the National Basketball Championship the odds are pretty great that we would not come out successful, right? But if instead of trying, we started right now and we said, okay, let's train for a Tough mutter, girls, or let's train to go play on this bas- against this basketball team. And if we did that, the odds that we'd be successful are more in our favor because yeah. trying, and I love what Craig Rochelle says, training and trying, they're totally different mindsets. So trying is an attempt to change with minimal commitment. So there's no commitment. It's like you have an easy way out. Like it's half-hearted attempt. Mm -hmm. And training is a whole-hearted commitment to achieve something specific. So it's all in, right? And as I was thinking about it, I was like, Jill was talking about Bible reading the other day. And so I put this in kind of reference with Bible reading. And so there was a time that I, when I knew I wanted to start reading my Bible every day, I was just like, okay, I'm just going to try to do it. I'm just going to try to read my Bible every day. And it was hard every day to just try to read my Bible. But then I thought, okay, what did it look like when I started training to read my Bible? So I went out and bought Bible highlighters. I went out and bought a good journal. I went out and bought all these things that um, I needed to help encourage me to do the Bible reading each day. And so that helps me get my Bible reading in each day was instead of just trying, I got all the things I needed to do and actually trained to do the goal that I had in mind. Yeah, that's good. And I think one really important aspect of training for our race is our daily walk with the Lord. And so when we did our icebreaker, I did it for a purpose. And it was to show like each of us girls, our most intimate relationship that we have is with our husband. And the way that we spend time and get closer to them, you heard in our thing, it's completely different. You know, we didn't all have one like idea of a perfect date where everything that we do is exactly the same. We all had special things that we like to do with our spouse that was something that was personal to us. And so I think that's what our relationship with the Lord looks like. It's not one specific way that you do it and no other way is right. Mm -hmm. There are a lot of ways that you have a relationship. And so I want to know what does your daily walk with the Lord look like for each of you? Mine, so I have a two and a four year old. And so routine for me, I know a lot of people are like very routine driven. It's hard for me to have a routine with the ages of my girls. So my goal every day, and I do, like I don't try to do this. My mindset is to train to do this, but you know, things like Bible before my, before my phone. Every day I used to wake up and the first thing I would do, I was get on my phone and I'd get on Facebook, TikTok, whatever. But so like 
my goals for this year, the things I'm really striving for is to be more disciplined in everything that I do. So that was one of them, getting um, in my word before my phone. And some days that looks different. Some days I don't get to do that because if I plan on waking up early, but then my girls get up at five in the morning, then I don't always get to do that. Um, but some other things that I do every day, day if not most days is I love listening to podcasts I like if the girls are playing and I'm doing chores I can listen to my podcast devotionals are a really big part whether it's on my phone like the bible app or I have books too that are devotionals obviously reading my bible um used to it it felt like a chore like I would really have to, I would struggle to read my bible but being consistent in that and going on to my next thing, praying that he would give me a desire to read my Bible, to get in the Word, because that's how we know him, is by praying and getting in the Word. So those two things especially, it helps keep my passion for pursuing him. So. I think all of those things are similar in praying, reading the Bible and devotional, podcasts, like anytime I'm getting ready, doing laundry, dishes, driving, like I've always got either a sermon or a podcast on just as I'm listening. Even if I can't fully give my attention, the Lord really has things that stand out to me throughout the message. But something that I try to do every single day that really helps my walk with the Lord is looking for the Lord in all the daily like mundane tasks, whether I am doing dishes or taking out the trash or going and picking up the boys for school, just constantly looking for the Lord in all of those things. Um, because the Bible says, if we seek him, we'll find him. And so don't just look at your daily to-do list and look at it as that. Try to ask the Lord to reveal himself in all the things that you have to do. And I think that just really um, a new aspect of the Holy Spirit just is shown to me and that I learn um, different every single day. So my season has changed a lot. I went from being a stay-at-home mom to working a full-time job now. Um, and my oldest is in school, so I take him to school every day and I pick him up. So what used to be, I would just wake up and I would just make myself get in the Word, um, is different now. So I had to adjust, but now I would say every, not when we have like post nights and stuff, but almost every evening, um, as soon as I get home, I go straight to my desk and that's where I unwrap my day with the Lord and I'll journal. I have a journal, um, that I'm actually going through the Bible. I currently have right now that I'm going through and this journal is just for nugget. And then my next will be for Tatum. But um, that just gives me, like, I'm creative, so I like to draw, and I like to, I'll draw in it, and I'll put stickers in it, and it's almost like a scrapbook, really, mm -hmm. and I'm doing that to my Bible, and that gets me excited, because it's something that I enjoy to do, which is to draw in color, and I know that sounds so childish, but it is something that I enjoy to do, so then I get excited to get yeah. in the Word, yeah. so I look forward to that time when I come home every night. But that just recently changed, and that was really hard. It was an adjustment for me. There was a period where I just was like, how do you manage? How do you do this? But I just had to make myself yeah. do it. Yeah, yeah. That's, that's really good. And I thought about it uh, for you. You know, now you have to leave the house and clock in and be at work all day, and it was a huge adjustment for you. And mm -hmm. I watched you grow through that. Mm -hmm. Like, I really did. You know, you, you had to find your thing that worked for you, and it was an adjustment period. Um, but I did see you grow through that. Yeah. And I also love that you said you like being creative. And so you do that with the Lord. Mm -hmm. And like Ashlyn, I heard you mentioning like during your daily tasks, I know that you really enjoyed to-do lists and checking things off yeah. and stuff like that. And so it's God's meeting us where we're at. Yeah, and yeah. I think that's cool. Everybody, it's just different. So for me, I started about, um, I think this is my fifth time that I've done the Bible through in a year. And 
I'll be honest, like I think when I first started it, it was a check the box situation. And that's not what my desire would be. My desire isn't to go and check a box, but in doing that and showing up every day, like God just started creating this hunger for the word. And so I've done it in different ways. Like I've done chronologically through the Bible in a year. I've done um, right now, the one I'm doing is Bible in a year with Nikki Gumbel. And he does something from the New Testament, something from the Old Testament and something from either Psalms or Proverbs every day. And then he ties it together with his own little devotional. Um, I've done the She Reads Truth through the Bible in a year. I've just done different ones. And I would say I've really loved them all and have just really enjoyed getting to know God through the whole picture. And I used to just open up my Bible to, okay, I'm just going to find a spot and open up, up my Bible and hope that the Lord speaks. And he would do that sometimes. But I would say I have gotten to know him so much better in seeing it as a whole picture. And I've, I've loved it. And I felt him like, it's crazy to me that out of a 365 day plan, he'll speak to me exactly what I need the day that mm. I need it so often and I just I mean it's amazing like the way that he puts things into motion and gets us started on the exact right thing and so I have that plan where do you where is that that's on you version and then on you version I also always have another devotional that's like a lot shorter and just something that maybe I'm walking through in the moment you know that I want to like parenting if I'm struggling with that or marriage or fridge you know whatever just a different Mm -hmm. type of thing and then I uh, like to journal, and um, I do also the phone. Um, I do my Bible before phone. Um, and I know if I don't, I notice a huge difference mm-hmm. in how much I can intake through the Word because as soon as I'm opening my phone and looking at those things, my mind's distracted yeah. automatically. And so it's a lot harder for me to get what I want to from the Word. And so as I like shared that, mine started out as a box checking thing like that's not what we're wanting to create we're not wanting to create like a religious box checking experience Mm -hmm. where you say i met with the lord check right right and so in that like what is something that each of you do that is spending time with the lord that might seem unlikely you're not in front of your bible you're not in church but you're spending time with him anyway mine is i mean just playing with my girls just being with them seeing uh how they interact, the things that they say, the things that they do. I've talked about it on here before. There's different times where I've been sitting and playing and Eden will say something and I'll think, oh, like that was for me. Like that's something the Spirit wanted to teach me through my kids. And um, we talked about it before too. There's no junior Holy Spirit. So he can put little things on their hearts that'll speak to us. Yeah. Yeah. Mine kind of goes hand in hand with that. Like, the dishes and the laundry, like I mentioned that just a little bit earlier, but I used to despise those tasks. Like I felt like they constantly piled up and I never had time to get them done. But <clears throat> I decided to start making them a time where I just spent time with the Lord. And so when it comes to laundry, if I'm folding Jackson's shirts, then I'm praying for him for whatever that looks like. When I'm folding Dylan's clothes, I'm praying for protection over him while he's at work. And so it's done two things. It's like grew me in my relationship with the Lord, but it's also praying protection. That's the greatest weapon that we have is prayer, right? And so um, it's just another time that I'm intentional to pray over my family. And the dishes, you know, I just kind of do the same thing. Like I, I, I just choose to be have a grateful heart. And I'm so thankful that I have a family that dirties dishes because not everybody has that. Mm-hmm. And so 
turning, it's all about perspective. We said that, I think, in our last um, podcast. And so making um, the Lord has, like, grew in me a grateful and thankful heart in all the things that I used to just dread and kind of begrudge, begrudgingly, is that a word? Sure. We know what you mean. Yeah, yeah. So dishes and laundry (laughs) is I think it is, yeah. I would say um, mine goes similar with that, too. Now that I'm working, I either put my earbud in and listen to podcasts because they're um, teaching in the Word and it's living, so it gets in me. Or um, one of my new favorite things is if I can't have the earbud in, like, because I work with other people and sometimes it's just rude to have your earbuds in, um, I will, if we go into, like, one of my favorite things is into Wilderness Creek after, at right after Encounter and we go in to clean it and it's a mess and it's terrible, it's not fun, but I always take a minute to just set back and just, like, soak in what has happened. So it could either be in the dorms or the big building, and I just kind of let the Lord paint a picture of, like, how many, like, a battle just took place in this building over Men's Encounter or Ashes to Mm -hmm. Beauty, and I just kind of soak in it with him for a minute, and then I pray. If I'm in the dorms, like, I'll pray over the dorms and the future men and women that are going to come through, even the kids Mm -hmm. that are going to come through, and um, I'll pray over the beds as I'm wiping them. I just try to be super intentional, and it not only does it just make the task a little better, but it also just invites him in to to everything that I'm doing and you can tell a difference like you can tell and I can walk into the rooms and I can feel where a real battle happened and I feel like he's helped me on the spiritual side of my life through doing that yeah that's good that's good so mine is the gym and this is really personal to me because um, I haven't got to record my testimony yet but a big part of my testimony is that I made the gym an idol and my body an idol and I really struggled Uh, with an obsession over the gym and so God has really redeemed that for me and has made it just a time where we just hang out together Um, I go to the gym and I I put on some worship music or I will um, listen to a podcast or just pray while I'm working out and it truly is an incredible time like he just meets me there and it's amazing Um, but I do want to point out like I think all of us have talked about how we pray like while we're you know cleaning or doing laundry or whatever and I just want to be clear like we don't sit there for like hours just like (laughs) reciting these beautiful (laughs) prayers right like it's not like fancy it's just like we would talk to our friends Mm -hmm. like if I was sitting there at the gym with Sarah I literally talk to God just like I would Sarah it's no different than Mm -hmm. that and so just to be clear like we're not these fancy schmancy people who are like reciting these beautiful thought out prayers all the time just we're talking to him and I think sometimes sorry no you're fine and sometimes ahead. that means like for me it's hard for me to look at the dishes and like gosh bless my family yeah I am so happy that yeah. I get. it's hard for me to do that sometimes so sometimes my prayers are not necessarily about the dishes but like if there's a situation going on and I'm frustrated I'm like God, I'm really frustrated right now, and I don't know, like, I don't know what's going on, so you're going to have to help me here. And literally, that's what I'll say to him, and that's where he wants us in that vulnerable state. He wants us to come to him um, like that. And I think the enemy, he wants to make us all think that it has to be some long, Mm -hmm. eloquent, Mm -hmm. drawn-out thing, but in reality, like, just talk to the Lord. He just, you know, just talking to Jesus, you know, like that song says. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Yeah. 
And when you're talking to them comfortably like that, then the people that I'm working with, it's easier for me to catch on to hints or hurts where I need to, where I can dive in and help them and, and disciple and, and be with them and with the Lord too. Yeah. Like he's helping you through that. And it's not an elegant, beautiful like prayer. It's just a like, Lord, I'm working with them and they're being difficult today or whatever. And you can talk and yeah. he helps you with people around you too. Yeah, I just know that there was a point in my life where I would have heard something like this and been like, I would never be able to do you know like I would think that sounds hard to just Mm -hmm. pray that long Mm -hmm. and it's just different when you're having a conversation with him you know it really is yeah okay so in looking at running to win you talked about the race and the tough mutter and everything like that I'm really competitive and I really like to win so if I'm doing something I want to do it well Mm -hmm. and so number one training showing up like I obviously like the gym it's in my like metaphors a lot or whatever but if I'm going to the gym I'm going to show up and I'm going to do my best at training and then the next aspect that I want to go over is not comparing and this one's hard but I'm going to tell you if you're running a hundred meter dash in track and you look over to see who's beside you you're not going to win that race it's going to immediately knock you back and so we got to keep our eyes on what we're called to do and the race that we're running without looking at what everybody else is doing and I have a scripture from 2nd Corinthians 10 that I want to share it's 10 12 says oh don't worry we wouldn't dare say that we are as wonderful as these other men who tell you how important they are but they are only comparing themselves with each other using themselves as the standard of measurement how ignorant mm-hmm. and that word ignorant mm-hmm. that's convicting it is. Yeah. yeah because we do it yeah we all yeah. do it yeah. a lot intentionally and unintentionally right like it just when you i think when you do it intentionally so much it becomes almost second nature that you yeah. just it steals your joy. It does. It does. And so that the next question I want to ask is, what is your biggest comparison trap? And how does it affect your life and your walk with the Lord? Social media makes it so easy to compare. I think for me, the two biggest things that um, I find myself comparing to is like fashion. That shirt's cute. I'm going to go buy it. You know, mm-hmm. like that I fall into that and then also like my home like I love like the trendy homes like oh that that paint color they decorated like this I want my home to look like this and it makes you so unsatisfied with what you already have what the Lord's blessed you with you become dissatisfied with when you're looking at other people's stuff and I don't know if we can just learn to be thankful and grateful with what we have and I think too social media I struggle with that too but also something with social media and influencers is not necessarily I do um I do struggle with the ones that are with the homes and the fashion and things like that. But even the Christian influencers, Mm -hmm. oh, their walk looks so good. Like they don't Mm -hmm. have anything hard going on. They're so close to God or that marriage that you might see like on social media. Oh, their marriage looks amazing. Like they're so, their kids are perfect. They never fight. They're, you know, their kids don't hit them in the face and then tell them that they love them in the next sentence. At least they said they love them. I mean, right. Yeah. But I mean, you can look at social media like that yeah. too for the things that are meant for good that the enemy will try to use for evil too. Yeah. 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 I think that social media is, I mean, I think all of us can probably say that social yeah. media is what um, our biggest comparison trap is because 
all we're seeing is a picture of what someone else's life is and we're comparing it to the whole of ours mm -hmm. and so in ours we get the mess and you know the, the struggles and the difficulties and all we see is the highlight reel that they want to show us and so as they scoot all of their mess out of the picture and only take a picture of their perfectly kept house mm -hmm. we're looking at the mess of our whole house and thinking we're never gonna measure up to what they're portraying mm -hmm. and it can be really hard and I think like for me it makes like Ashlyn said it makes me discontent with what I have mm -hmm. and ungrateful and I think that a posture of gratefulness to the Lord is so important and as soon as we have that posture of ungratefulness it's really hard to receive from him yeah, the way that we need is. to receive from him. Yeah. yeah. I think in ministry, um, position is a big comparison, mm -hmm. you know. Yeah. I know for me, it it makes me not run my race well. If I'm looking at all the successful positions that I'm surrounded by, um, then I'm not doing where I am very well at all. Mm -hmm. You know, it takes away from that. And then I'm just, it takes, it does take your joy away. It takes your worth, your worth away. It's such a trap that the enemy loves to use, mm -hmm. you know, and then he just attacks your identity. Yeah. So don't compare, train for your race. And then the last one is super simple, but it's don't quit. You know, we're running a race and there's a spiritual go battle going on all around us and hard things happen and things are difficult and we ha are pressed on every side and it's easy to want to throw in the towel sometimes. But that same Craig Rochelle, seriously guys, if you haven't heard that series, you yeah, should go listen. Yeah, a lot of really shameless good. plugs for Craig Rochelle, yeah. but it's worth it. Yeah, <laughs> it's really good. But in it, he... He's talking about how he trains for jujitsu, and there's a white belt all the way up to a black belt, and there's a, bu a bunch of belts in between. And he was asking mm -hmm. his trainer one time, "What is the hardest belt to get?" And he was assuming it was going to be black belt because that's the highest mm -hmm. level. And his trainer was like, "No, it's not. It's the white belt uh, because most people never start, mm -hmm. and all a black belt is is a white belt that never quit." And I think that that is such it's an incredible so picture of what it can look like for us to like get to that. What what we're ultimately working for is well done, good and faithful servant. Right? Mm -hmm. We're not looking for oh, I made all this money. Oh, I've reached this many followers. Oh, you know. What we're looking for is well done, good and faithful servant. And to get there, you're just putting one foot in front of another and you're not quitting. And so, like, what do you do when things get hard and you want to give up? I would say it definitely um, matters the people you have on your side. Mm -hmm. So, I mean, like, I call the three of you, you know, or I reach out to my mom and I get the encouragement that I need. And they're there. They're, they're bridging the gap where I'm about to fail, you know. Yeah. I think it's important that you remember why you started in the first place. Can't ever forget your why, why you started. I know yeah. Jeff says that a lot um, in our staff meetings. Like, yeah. you got to remember your why. Why did you come in the first place? Why did you start in the first place? And um, if you're ever at a spot, remembering what the Lord last spoke to you. Yeah. That's Madison, a good one. Was that, was that yours? That's a good word, yeah. Yeah. yeah I, there's a lot of times where I get to a spot, like, I know the Lord has said to make this choice or to do this, take this next step. And then I go and then I'm like, find myself in a spot where I'm like, I'm just unsure, and so 
remembering where where the Lord last said and knowing that if that's where I'm at, then I know that I'm in the right track and just waiting for asking the Lord to speak again, you know, Mm -hmm. to take the next step. And so, yeah. And whether we want to admit it or not, we all go through times where it feels like we don't hear from the Lord and it's not that he's not there and he's not speaking. It's just our circumstances sometimes seem bigger than he is. And that's not true, but I love that going to the last thing he said, when it feels like we can't hear him or we just can't seem to, figure out what to do next. What's the last thing he told me until he tells me the next thing? Yeah. Yeah. For me, I try to focus on consistency instead of motivation. I'm not always going to feel motivated to do the things that are in front of me to do. But if if I just show up and put one front of, foot in front of the other and just stay obedient, then it's not about a big push or a ton of energy or doing everything all in one day. It's about showing up each day and doing what's in front of you that day. And I think that that really helps me to not get overwhelmed. I can be like really bad about there's all these things on my list and I want to check them all off in one day. And that's just not wise. It's not smart. You have to do what you can do and let go of the rest. Mm -hmm. And I think that's super important for me. And then just rest in general. You know, I think that is incredibly important and it's a commandment from the Lord. It's not just a suggestion. He doesn't just say, you should probably rest sometimes. Mm-hmm. You know, it's yeah. important yeah. and we have to take time to rest. And if all the things that you're doing do not allow you rest, then you've picked up things that you're not supposed to have on your plate and you need to reevaluate because if you're doing the things that God's called you to, there's always going to be room for rest in those things. Mm-hmm. Um, and then I always go back to my verse, my like favorite verse. If anybody ever asks on Facebook, everybody comment your favorite verse. I always put this one because it's my favorite. It's Jesus. don't get tired of doing what is good for at just the right time. You'll reap a harvest of blessing if you don't give up. And that's Galatians 6, 9. And I just think it's so important to remember uh, so often we give up when we're on the edge of our breakthrough Mm -hmm. and it's when it gets the hardest and that's when we stop. And so just remembering that like all the work that you've been doing, the harvest is coming. You've been sowing, you've been planting, you've been waiting. The harvest is coming if you don't give up. Yeah. I think that's so good. Whenever you talk about um, consistency over motivation, it makes me think of reading my Bible. Like I grew up a quote unquote Christian my whole life, but I didn't surrender till almost two years ago. And so I feel really left behind sometimes, especially being in the ministry. Like I know that I should know more that I do um, in my word, but I don't. And so for a while, the enemy was like, like it was really intimidating to even open my Bible because I'm like, I need to know this whole thing like now. And I, I can't, there's no way I can possibly do that. You know what I mean? So, but looking at it in it as a consistency standpoint instead of I've got to do all this because I need to know all these things no I need to consistently do this because this is how I know my father more and this is how like I'm doing this to build a relationship not so I can know things let's say it's funny it's crazy of us to think we could eat one meal for a week and survive you have Mm -hmm. to you have to be in it daily yeah survive and like what you guys are talking about the gym and I think you've even mentioned this to Jill like a lot of times like well I worked out I should have lost 20 pounds by now like (laughs) you know it doesn't work that way either so it is consistency um, to see results so yeah I I work out now yeah you do yeah you look amazing yeah thank you you're welcome (laughs) I feel the Lord leading me to say something so (laughs) 
I've been open about the fact that I struggled through a season of depression and anxiety at the end of last year and beginning of this year. And during that time, I continued with my Bible in a year plan. Uh, It was something that I still did every single day. And I'm going to be extremely honest. A lot of the days that I showed up, I was checking a box. And I'm like, this is what I do. And so I'm just doing it. And I'm going to check. And I'm going to check. And it wasn't really getting in very well because I was really struggling. But there were other days where it's exactly what I needed. And God spoke to me. And it's the thing that kept me going through that time. And I'll be honest, I think of going through a season of depression and anxiety and doing it without the Lord, and I don't understand how anybody can. Mm -hmm. It's the one thing that kept my head above water. And so, like, I'm not one, I don't condone box checking. Like, I don't want you guys checking a box. I want you hungry for the Word. But during that time, staying consistent with that was something that God really used in my life. And it was something that I really needed and was really impactful to me. And what ultimately pulled me out of that depression to where I am now hungry for the word. And so just staying consistent is so powerful. It doesn't sound powerful. Like what sounds powerful is I got my breakthrough and this amazing thing happened. And that's what sounds powerful. But that powerful comes because you stayed consistent for all that time, a lot of times. And as you talk about being hungry, I think Madison even mentioned it, but I know I've found myself in the place where I'm like, I'm not hungry for the, the word. Like, I don't desire to read my Bible. Like, I don't, I'm not a reader anyways. Um, and so it's okay. And it's actually really good to pray for that desire mm-hmm. um, because that's what ignited my fire to, to now be in love with my Bible. Yeah. But there was a time that I, I opened my Bible and I did read, um, but I didn't have a desire to do that. And now, like, I desire to see what the Lord's going to speak to me through the word each day. But I, I prayed for it to come. And yeah. the Lord, the Lord's not going to say, oh, no, sorry, I'm not going to answer that prayer for you. You know, he wants you to be on fire and hungry for his word. And so asking the Lord, I know when you hear like oh, hungry for the word, like what is that? Well, ask the Lord and let him show you what it's like to be hungry for the word because he will, he'll yeah. do that for you. Yeah. And then when you experience it, it'll all make sense. Yes. Mm-hmm. And you'll be like, oh, that's what it means yeah. to be hungry for yeah. the word. Yeah. Well, before we get off here, I just want to say like, we really appreciate all of your guys' support. And you know, we've got our t-shirts. When you hear this, they'll still be available for a few more days. So if I you did hear it, have somebody say they wanted an Ashland and Friends shirt, oh. just, just wanted to let Sarah know that like yeah. on air. That <laughs> I haven't heard that. <laughs> I'll send her your way. <laughs> so please go order a shirt. It's really helpful to us and to our ministry. We have things that we're excited about and we want to do. And this is just a way that the Lord's going to provide for us so that we can do those things. And then also supporting us looks like commenting on our posts and sharing them and just interacting with us, um, leaving us a review on Spotify or Apple Podcasts or wherever it is you listen and just praying for us. Mm -hmm. Sometimes it can get hard and, you know, the enemy can attack, especially whenever we're coming in to do an episode. But we're just so grateful for all of you and for your prayers. And so as we sign off, we want to remind you that you need to train for your race, that you need to just stop comparing yourselves with other people and don't quit. Just keep going. Stay consistent. We love you all and we appreciate you. Love you guys. Bye. Bye.